Welcome to the Newtown Big Dreams Podcast, an interview-style talk show that's your gateway to the fabulous and fascinating people who relocated to start a new life. Whether you're new to our podcast or your city, our fellow neighbors from across Canada, North America, and the entire English-speaking world share their stories of reaching new horizons and big dreams. So sit back and relax as we navigate in-depth and intimate conversations with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, executives, creatives, and anyone who can share their story about their new town, Big Dreams. And now, here's your host, Luke J. Menkes. Samantha, you've been in Kelowna a relatively long time, 2003. Compared to most of our guests, you've been here, you know, coming up on 16 years. Oh, Lord, um, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time. So tell us the story of how you got here in 2003. When I was in high school, my grandparents lived in West Kelowna. So mm-hmm. my dad and I would come camping here every year, and I just fell in love. My parents um, are divorced, so at the time, moving while I was in high school wasn't really an option. It wouldn't have been fair to my mom. Mm -hmm. And then when I graduated, my dad had sort of gone as far as he could in his career in Nanaimo. I hated living in Nanaimo. So how come? It's very small and you're very trapped. So if you want to go to a concert, you have to take two days off work because you need to be able to get there. You can't catch a ferry back. It's just... Mm. very very isolated yeah very isolated did you find it was um a little claustrophobic too like when i've lived in small towns um if i would go for a coffee with someone i get a text message from someone saying oh i saw you yeah Uh, like you had almost no privacy yeah and i've noticed that even when i go back and visit that i won't even like post on facebook that i'm going back and yet everybody seems to know that i'm there and i'm like oh there's a reason i don't come back you just want some quiet yeah yeah so uh what's it been like for the 15 16 years you've been here I love it. Yeah. I honestly consider Kelowna my home. I may have been born and raised on the island, but Kelowna has always been the place where I am most happy. I moved back to Nanaimo for two years and I was miserable and hated <laughs> every moment of it. Right. And every long weekend I was back in Kelowna. So this is definitely where I'm meant to be. Right. So you um, messaged me on Instagram. So you've got a pretty cool Instagram feed. Yeah. And it's about moms and wine. Tell, tell us the story about that. So I've always loved the wine culture. Mm -hmm. I have my level one Wesset. So I love actually knowing how it's made, produced, how the different regions can really change wines. Mm -hmm. Even just like a kilometer can greatly change it. Right. And I love being a mom. But what I didn't love is how there's all of those things saying mom needs wine. Well, if you need a drink... That's a totally different thing. I enjoy a drink. So I wanted to break the stigma that moms need wine. You can be a great mom and love your family, and you can still have a great passion for wine and our hospitality culture here. Right. So it's kind of a negative stereotype. We see a lot of memes on social media like, oh, you know, to cope with the stress of motherhood, you've got to drink like gallons of wine. And And they try and make it silly, but... I mean, if you're that stressed out about being a mom, that's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a good sign. So that's just sort of where that came from. So essentially what I do is I'll review a wine and then I have lots of mom rants about mm-hmm. some of the just stupid stuff that especially goes on in social media when it comes to mom things. Right. So 
Let's talk about the W set for a little bit. Is that how you pronounce it? Or yeah. You said something a little bit different. You said... Wesson. Well, some Wesson. Wesson. people will say it either way. Okay. It really depends on where you're from. But it's um, recognized worldwide. Yeah. So that's really cool. I originally took it because I wanted to be a wine rep. Mm-hmm. But one of my friend's husbands, who is a wine rep, said that I would be away from my family for <laughs> weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, your family is your most important thing, too. He's like, there's no way... Right. You could do that. And to do it locally, you'd have to work for a few wineries to actually be able to support yourself. For sure. So you didn't do that. Well, I took, my lef- I took my level one, right. but originally the plan was to then take my level two and go back to Okanagan College and take some of their marketing courses. Mm. So you haven't? No, I didn't. Yet. I didn't do that because I was just like, well, that's clearly not going to work for me. So let's just find a way to make the two things I care most about work. Right. So my partner, Kara, mm-hmm. has finished her level two, and I understand it's kind of exponential. The level one is fairly straightforward. Yeah. And then level two, it's like two full weekends. And then level yeah. three is like six months and, yeah. and so on. And most people don't even bother with level four. <laughs> right. Level four is like super, it's like two year yeah. university, like full on yeah. course. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about level one. What kind of things did you learn? My level one was so hard because I was so sick at the time. I was taking decongestants like they were candy. It was so bad. The Mm. teacher felt bad. He's like, I'm not even going to ask you what you smell because you clearly can't can't smell. smell. (laughs) The hardest part, though, was I'm trying wines that I could not normally ever justify buying. And Mm. they're like, and now spit it out. I'm like... Reminding myself I have paid for this course. There is a test at the end. You can't drink the wine. <laughs> but it was really fun. Um, the teacher was great. I don't know if it's still the same person, but he was working over at Quailsgate. Hmm. So he was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. So tell us why you have to spit the wine out. Because those of us who enjoy alcohol, we see that and we think that's crazy. Like- a lot of people do it so that they're not getting drunk on the tasting where they're just tasting the wine instead of drinking. Right. So it also, when you're spitting out, it can also hit different flavor palettes Mm. as well because it's already been aerated more as you're doing it. But the main one is the... Yeah, so you don't get too intoxicated. Yeah, so you don't get drunk. (laughs) I went to a a whiskey bar in Amsterdam because I love whiskey and it was Scotch and Irish whiskey. And uh, we sell maybe 10 or 15 varieties here Mm -hmm. in Canada. Uh, from Scotland and Ireland, but apparently there's like 150 from each country. And similar to wine, they have a family tradition, Mm -hmm. they've got uh, climate issues and geography and so on. And uh, at this bar, he told me, try four or five, and then just stick with one you like, because after that, you won't really be able to tell the difference. (laughs) So your kind of discernment goes away the more you drink, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they'll say that for people with wine too, where people who work in a set winery, because they drink that wine so much, it becomes their favorite just because their palate becomes acclimated to it. Right. Interesting. So you did not become a wine rep. No. So what are you doing with this knowledge now? I'm just trying to blog. I... Because I frequent lots of wineries, I really just use it to chat with them. I use it to help my friends pick mm-hmm. out wines. I'm educating my husband, educating nice. my five-year-old. No, she's really <laughs> good in wineries, though. She's so well-behaved. Right. That's great. So you can take her 
with you and she behaves. Oh yeah, she's gone with us since she was four months old. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's great. I, you know, I always said with my kids when they were little, take them to places like restaurants and things like that. Mm -hmm. They learn how to behave. Yeah. Now she's, well, she's 13, almost 14. But ever since she was like three or four, she would totally behave because she was used to it. Yeah. You know, that's great. Yeah. So tell us about your Instagram feed. So it really varies. Um, Because my health hasn't been great, it hasn't been as much of the links to the videos that I used to did because I just haven't been feeling well enough to go through Mm -hmm. all of that work. So my Instagram right now, it got really focused on my daughter's gymnastics because she's really good. So I've had to make her her own to keep that separate because I don't have my own personal one. I just have the wine mom one. Mm -hmm. So I try and focus if there's an event going on like TLC that's coming up in Lake Country, I'll use it to document sort of like my journey at each of the wineries and showcase what they're doing. So what's TLC? Taste of Lake Country. Okay. So it's $35 and you get to go to all of the wineries out there and there's a food pairing with the wine. Nice. Mm -hmm. Do any of the wineries know who you are yet so that they will kind of invite you to do a piece on it? A few have, yes. And I'm close with a few. I'm really close with Sandhill, but I'm also a member there. Ancient Hill, Intrigue Wines. Those are the ones that I'm probably closest Mm -hmm. with. Right. So we really like going to those ones. That's great. Yeah, we really like Ancient Hill and Sand Hill because you can also buy a glass of wine there. So mm-hmm. we like to do a tasting and then enjoy a glass of wine. Very nice. I know at the liquor store over here, they have people come in and do tastings. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's just a part-time job. Yeah. So maybe as your daughter gets older, it might be something you can yeah. start to do, especially locally. Yeah, I'd like to do that right now. She has about three and a half hours of activities on Saturdays. So that's all we get to do. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. And you can send uh, this interview to people. Mm -hmm. Right. Excellent. So you do a lot of videos about mom life. Yes. Uh, Are they on Instagram or YouTube? They're on YouTube. YouTube. Okay. Yeah. And then I link the YouTube page to the Facebook. And then I try and keep the latest video in my profile on Instagram. Right. And tell us about these videos. What are they like? They really vary just on what's going on right away. Mm-hmm. Um, on near the 20th of every month, every single mom on the social media will ask where their child tax credit is. Why hasn't mine come? Has yours come? <laughs> this, it just baffles me because first of all, a group of random moms is not going to know why you haven't received your money from the government. Right. Your accountant's not going to know. Call CRA. Don't ask these random people. (laughs) And then there's been other where it seems like everybody and their dog is selling those multi-level marketing things. Mm -hmm. And it's fine. Like, if you're enjoying it, but don't start sending everybody those stock messages, the, hey, girl, it's been so long. Do you want to join my team? No, I don't want to join your team. I don't. (laughs) You've got a million other things to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I really don't want to exploit and capitalize on friendships. Right. It's not what I'm about. Exactly. Yeah. So stuff like that. Yeah. It's more of a ranty page, my mom's stuff. Yeah, that's good, though. I mean, it needs to be done. Yeah. I'm sure you're expressing the sentiments of a lot of moms. Probably. Right? A lot of the frustrations. Yeah. Is, uh, Is the child tax credit often late? No. 
I mine's never been late and usually if it is it's like a banking error or right I believe it's July when all of the amounts switch so if you haven't filed your taxes Mm. that's when you won't be getting it Mm. so and that's also when your amount changes or when your child turns I believe it's six Mm -hmm. it changes it goes lower right but no it's typically not late they unless you owe back on it Mm -hmm. they're not withholding it like right they just give it to you like i'm sorry if it's like 1205 and it hasn't hit your bank yet (laughs) right you could just go for a walk or you know read your kid a book and then check it just go to bed and it'll probably (laughs) be there in the morning exactly nice so you had some health issues that kind of took you out of the game for a while and then you're cured no um we're on the way you're on the way. Yeah, so. I just started uh, Lupron injections, and Lupron is traditionally a chemotherapy wow. drug, but it's really effective in shrinking non-cancerous uh, fibroids in women. Okay, so and I, what's a fibroid? It's a non-cancerous tumor. Okay. It just has its own name. Right, so it's a tumor, but um, it obviously needs to be dealt with. Yes. Can it become cancerous? If it's no. Not- Dealt with? No. No. It'll just get bigger and bigger and bigger. So it kind of takes over that part of your body. Yeah. And like you'll swell really big and it's just incredibly painful. Oh, okay. So we're hoping that six months of this should shrink them Mm -hmm. down. And how how long have you been taking those treatments? I just started it on Wednesday, but I've been dealing with this for about two years. It wasn't until November. That I was finally diagnosed with it. My mm. previous doctor didn't want to do any tests, was just like, you need a hysterectomy. I'm like, not really ready at 33 mm. for a hysterectomy. Yeah. So got a second opinion and found out right away that it was something that we can probably just treat. Wow. Yeah. And so it's only been a few months of treatments. Yes. And do you feel better? Is it, is it helping? Do you think? Not yet. Um, takes a few months. Well, one of the hard side effects of the Lupron is I am going to go through full menopause. Wow. So, but then as soon as I stop the shots, all my hormones come back. Essentially the drug is turning off all my hormones completely. So you go through menopause and then you'll come back. Yeah. And then when I'm older, I'll get to go through menopause again. Great. Wonderful. (laughs) My husband's really excited for this. (laughs) That's awesome. I don't know much about it. No. Um, my partner is still a few years away. So uh, I remember my mother vaguely going through it and it wasn't pleasant, but I was quite young mm-hmm. at the time. So I don't know much about it. So, but with a hysterectomy, that's permanent. Yes. And you can't reverse no. that. No. Is, is having a hysterectomy similar to going through menopause? Yes. As far as the effects? Um. When they do a hysterectomy, they can leave your ovaries, so you won't go through a forced menopause. Okay. So there's different variations of a hysterectomy. They can take literally everything. They can take just the uterus, because the fibroids grow in the uterus. So Mm. if you take that out, you can leave the ovaries. Some people will just do everything, including taking the cervix. Mm. So there's huge degrees of how you can do that. Interesting. I don't want to do any of that right now because <laughs> right. we're, we're so young. well, and we're not sure if we're done having kids. Mm-hmm. We only have the one, but we might have another. We're not sure yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's nice to have siblings. Mine are seven years apart and they live separately, mm-hmm. but it's still kind of nice. 
I was an only child, so I don't even know how I would parent two kids. I'd be like, I don't know. Figure <laughs> it out. Honey, what do they do? <laughs> yeah. When they're far apart, it's um, it's, it's very different. Yeah. You know? They're not fighting it's over like the same you're, toys. You're doing the exact same thing twice. Yeah. You know? Over time. Yeah. So. But yeah. So. Is there anything else you wanted to cover? Because I asked the questions I wanted to from your bio. And I'll clip this part. Which is redundant. Uh, right? I don't think so. All right. So how do we find you on Instagram? You can search Samantha Clone Wine Mom on any social media platform and you'll be able to find me. And I actually am in the works of launching a full web page. Great. Awesome. Great. And Samantha, who would you like to nominate to come on the show in the future? I would like to nominate Stephen Cupidy. He is the manager over at CBI Health Center, and his passion for what that clinic does just blows me away. Really? Yeah. What kind of a clinic is it? So they're a physiotherapy clinic, but they also offer kinesiology. There's a psychologist, a clinical counselor. Uh, they do a lot of complicated cases where they're tertiary, so there's three different things. So they're mm. seeing the physiotherapist, the kinesiologist, the psychologist. They also have the Occupational Rehab One program. So if you've been hurt at work, it's a four to six week program to get you back to work. And all of the clinicians work together. They have team meetings. It's just, it's such an environment where everybody truly cares about the person getting better. Right. Yeah. Thank you very much, Samantha, for your time today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Newtown Big Dreams podcast with your host, Luke Menkes, and his authentic guests. And we love our listeners and hope you subscribe now to learn more about the amazing journeys of our incredible guests who relocated to find a Newtown Big Dreams. And remember... Make your dreams big.